<laughs> to see cucumbers coming out of your mouth. This whole show, Sam, just have the Snapchat cucumbers. filter cucumbers coming have out of Nicole's mouth. Even when she's you not even like, talking. You have to go like. It's one of the new. Uh, <laughs> she just have them popping like, out right the now. Cup. Did you see the? You have to turn the sound on for one of them because one of them it wouldn't cut. So I was like, Egh! like I was like, like it was like I was throwing it up. I did see that. <laughs> This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 24 of The Real Word. Here we are. I'm ready. I'm focused to start a new chapter for the rest of the year. I even looked it up. There's 238 days left in the year, not including today, starting tomorrow, and I'm going to start 238 consecutive Apple a Day uh, snaps on my Instagram story. Mm. Are you ready for that? Sounds exhausting. Are you ready for all the apples that I'm going to consume? I just... And you're going to see every single one of them. I don't know. A lot of people love that when I used to I, do it. Yeah, I just... Then do something different. Now they're bored no, no, of it. No, no, no. They're bored of it now. Because I don't... You know, I don't want to do the orange because my fingernails will be orange for like the rest of my life if I do that. Oh. You know, because you have to peal all those oranges. Well, Think have, about peeling 238 oranges. Those. We can do clementines. Those are pretty easy to... So easier. Yeah. Easier, for the sure. The problem, though, is that there's just... It's not always orange season. Sometimes, like, they're really, like, yeah. actually dry. And, like, the I get sick of oranges of, halfway like, through. One orange. I can't make it through 238. It's just, like, not juicy. But then you get, like, a good orange. And then you just eat all of them at once. I'm doing the apple a day thing. There's a whole metaphor it behind exhausting. it. You, you would have heard about that if you were on the 5 a.m. call. Maybe a little little, just... a little ding, Sam, for the 5 a.m. call. 5 a.m. call.com. I'm, yeah. like, pushing that out there. You are. Is that all right? Whatever you want to do. All right. Let's recap on... See, if you're watching this too, you notice that Nicole's not in on the I'm not fruits doing the and vegetables. Apple. She's on. Well, I brought the rosé for for you because you're you're like a rosé all day fella. Well, because um, I just made it thirty days straight. So I did I did bring you the rosé because you did you did you it. the thirty days is officially up, people. Yeah. So if you see us in a bar, maybe you should give us a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I got Uber. Yeah. All right, let's jump into. I was surprised. I want to recap off of last week's topic, the lawsuit, uh, class action lawsuit a couple agents are putting together against Realtor.com. And I had a lot of feedback, especially on Lab Code Great agents feedback. On, on that yeah. thread. I uh, want to address some of the feedback. I was shocked at how many people uh, in the industry are supportive of this lawsuit. So they were referencing, obviously, another article um, that we did not discuss on episode 23, but they were talking about the fact that um, these um, agents were putting in the lawsuit. It, it sounded like mostly because they they were getting fake leads or it sounded like maybe Realtor.com was giving them um, fake data and fake numbers and all that right. fun stuff. Duplicate so, so data. I, it, so based on that, I guess I get it, but I also just like keep going, people. Like just so then cancel the contract and move on. That's, in my, in my well, thought, that's the point. I'm I yeah. I really do. And a lot of these people are good people. A lot of people I know on yeah. like through online and stuff. A lot right. of good people commenting. So it's nothing personal. It was but a great conversation, though. Great conversation. I'm just curious how many of the people focused on the lawsuit side of things. I saw somebody comment that they, too, were trying to put together a class that. action lawsuit against Homes.com. Like, and I'm just curious how many of you guys and gals are really focused on building your business. If your head's down building a business, do you have time to put together a class action lawsuit to collect 
literally what we're talking about in the realtor.com case is like hundreds of dollars, yeah. 120 and $500. I get the principle of it being wrong. And I don't think that we're, we're, we're negating that or saying, Hey, you know what? If you're too busy, if like realtor.com, which I still have, I still question that they're actually even doing that. I think more so the consumers are putting well, in Well, the sales data. staff probably was like, hey, you could potentially get this many leads. And they're like, cool. I'll." And again, one guy made a really good point. I don't know who it was. Um, but someone was like, yeah, in February, I have like four leads. And I'm supposed to have 200. But then in June, I have 400 leads. And they told me 200. So again, obviously, it varies on how many people are actually yeah. out there reaching out, how many people are really on Realtor. Clearly, the, I don't know. the mistake of Realtor.com was actually putting a number to it when they're at, when they're selling this to mm -hmm. agents by saying, hey, we're going to guarantee, you know, they should have never done that. Maybe they right. maybe they should uh, adjust that. But yeah. at the end of the day, go build your business, guys. Yeah, like, the conversation was go, good. Go to work. So yeah, let it go. Let's get into the rackets because they're way funner. There's some good ones today. We'll start it off with the one that you're all like pumped no, about. No, go ahead. You have the article. I like when you start. I have the article just, that you I like sent to be, me I'm from. I'm just going to be the wingman. Realtor like, Mag. If... If like Realtor Mag goes out of business, I'm going to be shocked because Nicole White is such a supporter of you guys over at Realtor Mag. You're welcome. All right. So white boxing has turned luxury homes into raw spaces. I'm actually what curious. What is white boxing? Well, that's the biggest thing. I'm curious if anyone's Nicole even White, heard of white boxing because I'll be honest. I think it's quite genius. So white yeah. boxing, you I, I find that I find it interesting that you think it's genius because you're such a supporter of staging, I, so everything looking perfect. So I'm a perfect. huge supporter of staging, but I so where but what we're missing here though is I I think that there's a time and a place for all things. I just think that having the options is fabulous, and if this is actually working and and homeowners are willing to do it, what a great additional option. So I've got plenty of homes. So what is white boxing? Start there. So white nobody boxing, knows what the hell we're talking about. White boxing about. essentially is you stripping your home virtually of everything in this article it's saying that the luxury it's happening mostly in the luxury market but so you're real instead of upgrading your kitchen you're actually just removing your kitchen so they're saying instead of gutting the kitchen you are gutting it but you're now putting up sheetrock and painting it white so right. it's a clean blank canvas right so instead of someone going in after spending you know say the homeowner spent fifty thousand dollars to get the kitchen ready for sale and then potentially that buyer coming in and ripping it all out anyway what they're what white boxing is is you actually removing all of your finishes including bathrooms i mean some people are removing bathrooms so it's really just a blank slate for it, them to then it put doesn't in look like a construction want. zone but it looks clean right. White boxing, you're okay. boxing it out. I guess the biggest issues that we have here, obviously, are financing. So many agents right? say that they, I mean, people don't have vision, though. Yeah, I, but so I think that people are most, I would say maybe 70% of the time, people have a hard time visualizing when they're staring at what is in front of them. Outdated so, right, cabinets and right, countertops. Right. So if you're actually removing that and then giving them the blank canvas, I think that it leaves a lot more room for you to be a but little bit more You, you just mentioned creative. financing. I agree. That's yeah. going to be a huge issue if somebody's thinking a mortgage and there's not a kitchen there unless yeah. they're getting the work done before. 
and that's factored into this asking price. And now you're essentially almost in a way becoming a contractor, right? Right. Here's your option or whatever they yeah. decide to choose. Is it getting done before closing? So maybe it's that's have why to. it's happening in the luxury market because maybe they're just exactly. a bunch of cash buyers. So they're selling these higher end yep. homes pretty much empty so that people can finish them out. Yeah, it wouldn't work it's in, the, in the average price points. I think it's I think it's genius. I think it's I think it's a really interesting way to market it. I never really thought of it before. I, I never heard heard of it before. Um, but I'm kind you, of I'm kind of a white box uh, a white boxing uh, like uh, supporter. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need a sophisticated buyer, and I think that's why they're doing it in the lux markets. Racket right. number two. We're on it. Zillow did a or this is according to Zillow. Right. I don't know why why it's why we're considering it a racket, but I mean well, I, I think, wanna, I I think hear if it's go a racket. ahead. I think it's a, a racket. According just to Zillow, the most popular neighborhood in the U.S. is well, who would you have guessed if you didn't read the article? I just, I mean, I, th I feel like maybe the, the state of California probably paid for this article because it's, you're just, uh, it's just California. They've got Why the, they even they've broke got the, it down into different cities? Well, it's not California. California's not a neighborhood. Whatever. They should have just said California. So California, got, you're awesome. You're doing it. They've like, got the Oaks in uh, Calabasas, Calabasas yeah. in, in that Long Beach, Anaheim area. So the Oaks is the most Ooh, popular you know who neighborhood. who lives in Calabasas? I, I do not. The Kardashians. Maybe that's why it's most because people are just clicking trying to find their house on Zillow. That there makes it sense, is. right? Yeah. No, no kidding, huh? See, that's so th the racket. This is going off of uh, buyers how often they're clicking in these certain neighborhoods. Atlanta, Tuxedo Park neighborhood was number two. <gasps> we should see if um if 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 the Swifties went to that open house. Maybe 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 it helped. Maybe it jacked it up. Maybe. You've got uh, Presido. I, I probably butchered that. I think I did. Presidio Heights in San Francisco. Well, I think it's Presidio. Presidio? There's an S-I-D-I-O. Sam, do we have confirmation on that? Presidio. Presidio. Yes. See, yeah. this is why I don't read when I'm Why like, you don't read. In public. In public. They're like, this will be public. Bel Air, it's... number four. Paradise Park in Oakland, number five. So four out of the top five were California. So let's, so the next, the next state, though, that we have on there outside of California, we Seattle. get into, yeah, Seattle. Washington. Seattle and then Georgia and then D.C. Atlanta again. Yeah. D.C. and then New York is on yeah. the list with Yonkers, which is surprising that Yonkers yeah. was. And what's really interesting, too, is if you look at the, because it actually gives you the median sale prices, too. Um, I mean, most of these neighborhoods are a million and a half yep. to like four million, but Yonkers is at like five fifty. Yeah, so well, because because people are getting priced out of the city of trying to find the deals, which has been happening around New maybe. York. But n no Northeast love on there. We got to some clicks up, Northeast peeps. Yeah, what do we do? Maybe we should do something. Do what something can we do? Crazy. Let's think of something crazy marketing so we get clicks. I think we need the Kardashians to move in. Maybe. Right. Can work, I'll work on that. You think, so you think it's a racket that California's Chloe? dominating? Well, I just feel like California probably paid for that article somehow. Total racket. Anyway. Right. Racket number three, super interesting to me because I'm like a real estate nerd a little bit. You're definitely a nerd. I just, I feel like I just get the cliff notes from you. Like, hey, Nicole, let's talk about this. And I just like listen right. for like the cliff notes. And Well, here's some major cliff notes coming. Crazy so get ready. cliff notes. I'm listening. If you're like a real real estate nerd, you'll you'll be interested in this. Swanepoel. Did came out with a Mega 1000, and they released the top 20 in what's going to be called this Mega 1000 uh, report that they did in all the research. So they're doing the top 20 brokerages, top 20 franchisors, and the top 20 holding companies. Right. I want to bring. I want to highlight the number four brokerage in their top 20 brokerages because I think people in this industry continue to discount them as a major player and clearly their numbers say otherwise. Right. So the number four brokerage on the top 20 
And this data was uh, as of December 31st, 2017. So it's for that year. Right. And it's sorted by sales volume. Volume. Number four brokerage volume that you're keeping keeping up. I am. I'm I'm doing the cliff notes. Is (laughs) Redfin. What is that? What is that? Say to you, I don't. Redfin was number four in volume. And I'll agree with you. No, I want to hear your your. I don't. I I I will be honest here. I feel like a Redfin virgin. Um, I do know that um, it's it. Redfin is basically just like a lower commission sort of company that you can hire. But beyond that, I I'll be honest. I don't know much about it. So okay. does it surprise me? Yeah, because I I again you hear it, but I also feel like being on the East Coast is sort of like oh like that it's you know it's not. They're certainly not. It's not happening. They're more in the Rhode Island market, interestingly, but in the Connecticut market, especially where we operate on the shoreline east of New Haven, uh, they're certainly not. I did see an offer come through on a Redfin agent recently. Really? Yeah, but they're Hmm. certainly not. um, That would be fun to show. Yeah. Hmm. So here's the thing. that Here's the point I'm trying to make, though. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you're somewhere with people in this industry, whether you're outside your market, inside the market, and the word Redfin comes up, oh, no, they're not going to make it or they're not legit, these types of, of comments, mm-hmm. but they're just so, I mean, $22.5 billion in 2017. Um, obviously, NRT leads the list, and we're going to we're gonna tag this list yeah. wherever you're watching I mean, this NRT video. NRT just includes so many different, so many, different, so many. Absolutely. everybody does. It's sort of like... Uh, Home Services of America was number two. So those are the big dogs right now, $178 billion, $125 billion. It drops right down number three to Douglas Elliman, all the way to 26 billion. Mm-hmm. There's a large gap between the top two and then everybody else. So you got 26 billion, Redfin at 22 billion, beating uh, players like Weicker and Howard Hanna and Realty One, mm-hmm. and even our company uh, who made the list, William Ravis Real Estate. So there's a whole bunch of them. Home, Home Smart's a new mm-hmm. one creeping in. Oh, look, Keller Williams was after us. Yeah, KW. Mm-hmm. Um, so very interesting. But that's KW, KW Go Management. You take K. William as, oh, a, right. as a complete. Yeah, well, you put them into the holding company. Right. It changes. Well, it all changes depending on where they're you're no, They're number two at 303. Right. Uh, in, 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 so this is just looking at it from one approach. And this link will break out the holding companies from the franchisors to the brokerages. But just looking at brokerages. And again, well, we're looking at it from the sales volume because obviously the transactions, depending on what kind of person yeah. you are, if you're looking, if you think transactions hold more weight, you'll see that the transactions aren't necessarily in consecutive order. Like I like transa- I like to look at transactions over volume personally. As an agent, I do. Yeah. But as these these big, big companies make their of money course, up the volume. Of course. I, I get it. Yeah. I'm just saying to be cognizant of the fact that the transaction size is a little different. But So we're, again, we're attaching this top 20 brokerages. Ooh, we should look at the agent or, count as based on, like, I wonder what each agent then is making. Oh, you can get, it you can, kind of fun. you can really go Ooh, deep into this. we can really but look, turn this into a well, big Well, racket. here's what's interesting. Do you do math like you do speak or do you, you do math better than you speak? No, 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 no. No, it's all bad? It's all it's bad. All, well, I mean, I can do math quick because I have a calculator. Right. Redfin only 1,250 agents to get to that number. Weicker, who is Two and a half billion less than them. Yeah, it took nine thousand agents to get there. Hmm. So Redfin is clearly showing the industry that there is other models, right, to do large amounts of volume in right. transactions and make the top ten with much less agents. That's Crazy. been the point all along, right? right? Is that as these disruptors keep cracking into our industry, there's going to be far less agents to spread the work around. There's still going to be agents. Redfin showing you that. Well, right, because obviously the agents from Redfin, I'm assuming, came from a different brokerage. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously there's going to always be agents entering the industry, but I'm sure those 1,250 agents came from another brokerage. Yep. Yeah. 
but very cool. I mean, check out this list. I'd love to hear your thoughts on is Redfin in your market? Do you believe they're a big player over the next five to 10 years? Are you nervous? Do you think there's huge opportunity in, in or do you care more about white boxing? I mean, I care more about white boxing. So. Or do you care more about white boxing? Have you ever seen white boxing? I haven't. I, today's really like the first. I feel like it's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into it. You're, I'll get back to you on that. You're gonna. You're gonna text your investors right now and say, "Let's start white boxing instead no. of doing anything." <laughs> See how they Maybe take I that. Maybe I won't need an investor to do that. We'll just start white boxing ourselves. Yeah, that'd be an easy I can one. white box. Oh, I'm thinking of a of a seller right now. I should. White oh, box. Because here's the thing about white I boxing. I feel like it's kind of dirty. Going all the like way, going all the way back to white boxing. White and like it's box. A, I just feel like it's maybe a little inappropriate. But anyway, could be your thing. Your tagline. No, no, it will never Call be my McCall tagline. Some white boxing. No, no, uh, that's so. Here's wrong. the thing. It's a nice way to say your house sucks, and we should white box we it. We should white box yeah. it. Yeah, interesting. All right, awesome guys. Uh, drop us some comments, and we'll see you next time.